Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Appraisal Buzzcast. I'm Jim Morrison. Today, we have Joan Trice, founder and CEO of Altera Group, and Ken Dix, Director of Appraisal Compliance with Regora. We're going to be talking about an important topic, which is how appraisers are the eyes and ears of the lender. You're the only one that are really getting the eye on this house. So, Joan, I'll hand this over to you. Thank you, Jim, and welcome, Ken. And you know, this is a topic I see come up rather frequently in social media. It makes me squirm sometimes when I see the advice. I think appraisers are sometimes hesitant to report hazardous, maybe dangerous, maybe some risky type things on the appraisal report because they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. <laughs> what advice do you give to the field appraiser out there? Joe, first of all, I want to thank you for having me on Buzzcast. I've been following the Buzzcast for years, and uh, it's truly an honor to be able to to share my insights. Now, I, as you know, I've been uh, I've been on the risk side of things on the lenders for for many years, most of my thirty year career in appraisal on both residential and commercial real estate. So I've really seen a lot of different lenses and viewpoints. Lending has changed. Lending has changed in the last twenty to thirty years to where you know back when I first started. The loan committee or the underwriter would go out to visit the property, take a look at the property so that everyone had the, all the, the information that they needed to make their decision. Well, 25, 30 years ago, that changed. Right? We saw the appraisers, a lot of that responsibility got delegated to the appraisers. And first and foremost in the appraisal process, right? because we talk about an appraisal process, is you need to gather and collect data about the property. So you're, you're getting details, not only about the ownership and the property rights, but the physical aspects of the property. And that fact-finding mission is crucial for any lender to make their decision. Right? Lenders have collateral risk that they have to manage, and, and collateral needs to be eligible for their loan program. So they are relying on the information that's being provided by the appraisers. So facts should never be convenient. Facts should never be subjective. Facts are facts are facts. I went out to the property. I saw a hole in the ceiling, or I saw some stains on a on roof. Those are things that should never be covered up, right? And and one thing I wanted to add on that is, you know, USPAP drives how the appraiser practices, but there are the GSE guidelines and the lender supplemental standards that also drive how the appraisers are supposed to do their their jobs. And many users of appraisal reports, intended users are looking for reliable and accurate information. USPAP says credible, right? Credible is believable. But the lenders and the investors out there are looking for accuracy and reliability when it comes to reporting. So, Ken, let's think of some examples of that. Uh, some of the things I see in social media that give me pause are questions such as, I saw an illegal grow operation in the garage or in the attic. And then some of the comments are, well, marijuana is legal in my state, so I, I'm not concerned with this. What are your thoughts on reporting what they see? Sure. I, we actually had this situation in Rhode Island a couple of years ago where an appraiser came back and they gave us the permit that the homeowner had to be able to grow their own marijuana. Well, the problem was they were growing 50 plants, right? So there's, there should be limitations. And we don't expect appraisers to be the arbiters of what is legal and illegal and proper or improper. 
But the concern that the credit risk officer gave to you know brought up was, how do we know that this person that this person is not compromising the property? Right. right. Is are they are they introducing too much moisture into the property? Are they creating mold issues in this property? Those are the things that have to be taken into consideration when you're assessing the, the risk of that collateral. So my advice to appraisers is if you come across it, first of all, document it and state it. Say, I do not have the ability to say this is legal or illegal. This is what I'm seeing. And lender, you should check this out. Correct. That is the best advice. And I certainly hope uh, listeners will take heed to that. So another issue that I see frequently is uh, they come across a hoarder house. And sadly, they seem to be somewhat common maybe as common as illegal grow operations. Our first sponsor today is Cubicasa, and they've got some exciting product news. Cubicasa, the floor plan app, announced at the beginning of August, free floor plans are now available across the nation. The best part, it only takes five minutes of a property scan with no disto or measurement needed. In addition to the free version of floor plans now offered across the U.S., Cubicasa will also be making available ANSI-aligned digital GLA product for as low as $15 per scan, as well as expanded options for you to configure the product to best meet your needs. Cubicasa's GLA software can be used in all 50 states to generate ANSI-aligned floor plans with exterior measurements. Find out more at cubicasa.com. Ken, before we went to break, we were talking about examples of things that appraisers might need to report. Another common problem I see is they're very uh, concerned about hurting people's feelings because they do know the borrower is going to read the appraisal report and they don't want to report a hoarding situation. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, I, I think that the appraiser is not the determinant, final determinant if someone is exhibiting hoarding behavior. They're there to, they're there to report what they see. So if they see that they cannot see, you know, the floor or certain walls or how rooms are set up, closets and whatnot, that should be documented through photographs, but also has to be taken into consideration on how they're assessing that property's condition and the quality, right? So that's compromising the appraiser's ability to do that. And the appraiser should be including some language saying, you know, I am basing my condition rating based on this, this, and this. However, I was not able to see this, this, and this. And when you look at your limiting conditions, it does talk about you're making a visual inspection of the property. So you can only comment on what you can see. So if you are showing, if you are stating in your report that you are being obstructed, um, you have to take that into consideration. And you also need to carry that through in your valuation as well. Agreed. So let me throw you a curveball because... This one I see, fortunately, very rarely, it really doesn't have a lot to do with the lending process, moral and ethics question. And that is, what do you do if you see elder abuse or child abuse? What would you do? That is a very difficult, difficult situation. I have come across, I came across that as an assessor working in for the city of Worcester several, several years ago where I came across an illegal daycare that had only one entry into the into the space. Right. So here there were 25 children under the age of three wow. in this situation. And as the assessor, 
my role is to value this property based on its use, right? Not not the legality of anything, but I, I really struggled with the morality issue of it. And I think it becomes a personal decision. I ended up calling the Office of Children's Safety and Health on an anonymous tip to ask them to look at this, to look at this property. So, That's you know, it's precisely how I would have handled that situation. I I think that's perfect. It was, it was distressing. And when you see things like elder abuse, there's certain things where people have the right for self-determination. So what we may view as an abusive situation may not be an abusive situation. We see this. My, my wife is very much involved in the elder elder services. And there are people who choose to live at home in conditions that are absolutely deplorable. But, you know, again, it's not the appraiser to make a determination on, you know, what they can and cannot do or what the lender should or should not do. The job, the role of the appraiser is to report the facts of what they see. So what if in those examples that you do think that there's a self, uh, a health and safety issue in terms of the lack of cleanliness um, in the home. Maybe there's, you know, pests and intrusion by animals. Certainly, uh, I've seen that too. Yeah, I presume you're just suggesting that they report it. You report it and you can make it subject to an infestation report, right? I mean, you know, one of the biggest issues with hoarding and people who, you know, on, on cleanliness is rodent infestation. Right. And that's, that creates, that creates the health issue. Right. Very good. Ken, bear with us. We're going to break here for another quick commercial message, and we will come right back. Our next sponsor of today's podcast is the Appraisal Institute. Whether you're looking for an authoritative textbook or detailed information on current valuation issues and specific property types, you'll find what you need at the Appraisal Institute store. Choose from more than 70 print and digital publications at, and shop at appraisalinstitute.org slash store. So, Ken, let's talk about appraisal modernization. That's kind of shifting some of the functions around a little bit. What are, what are your thoughts on that? What can you share with the appraisal community? I mean, you know, where I have seen this from a risk perspective is you know, appraisal is the process, right? It's it's a data collection process. It's it's applying methodology, proper methodology through competency and developing your credible opinion of value. I think appraisers are always going to be an integral part of this process of the lending process because the lenders always need to be protected on their investment decisions on whether to hold a mortgage, to sell a mortgage, you know, whatever the process is going to be. But, you know, there's going to continue to be a demand for appraisers to do that end-to-end process, right? Not every, I used, to, I used to say that everything was, everything can be proven by math. But as I move on a risk management journey here, everything, everything is, is really explained by the distribution curve, right? 10% of the time you would never touch it. 10% of the time you're really scratching your head. And trying to understand what it is. And 80% of the time, everything kind of falls into place and makes sense, right? So there's still going to be high demand for when appraisers are going to need to do the soup to nuts thing. And then the role is going to change where you're going to have your fact-finding people are going to be the non-appraisers, people who are going to be trained in data collection, presenting the facts, 
not, you know, not exhibiting any level of, you know, the, the role here is to not, is to take judgment out of that process, that data collection process. So that's, that's the big motivation here, I think. But also it's to speed up some of the process here. I think, I think it's a fair statement. I've been around appraising long enough, done enough appraisals and appraisal reviews in my lifetime saying, was I really needed on this assignment? Right, because the data was there, the property, you know, it was a clean property, everything was smooth sailing all the way through, and the risk profile on that was very low. Well, you know, the GSCs and the lenders are starting to get very sophisticated in their analytics and identifying those opportunities. And where the appraiser is going to be helpful is when risk gets introduced into the equation and the, the decision-making process becomes more complex. And that's where you need the human element in this, in coming up with, you know, valuation perspectives and, you know, judgments on how it's going to affect marketability. So the role of the appraiser is not going to go away. It's going to shift. So to where the appraiser is truly bringing more value to that risk management decision, that's where, that's where the appraisers will thrive, those who can adapt in that new environment. I couldn't agree with you more. I would love to see the modernization efforts be much more focused on risk because it's not just about that single point of value in time. It is these other things that can be an issue for the lender or the investor at the end of the day, um, for sure. So, Ken, been fun. And uh, let's continue this dialogue because I know you are my resident risk expert and we're, we're going to talk about this again in the future. Thank you. So much for having me, Joan, and I enjoyed every moment of it. Thank you. Thanks so much, Ken. And thanks, Joan. What a great conversation. And hopefully those people that are giving information on social media will start to listen to something like this and give the correct information on social media. Agreed. Thank you, Jim. Thank thanks, you, Ken. Thanks to our listeners and thanks to our sponsors for helping us put this together. And if you have any comments or would like to be included on a future Buzzcast, reach out to us at comments at appraisalbuzz.com. Thanks and have a great day.